Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Happy March Madness, you guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. March is March is a great month. There's so much going on. You get drunk and you watch basketball for three weeks in a row, pretty much. And it's great. How is how are you guys doing? How are your brackets? Non-existent. Josh? What's what's a sport? I made ten brackets. Why? I don't know. It's fun. It lets me pretend like I know more about things than I actually do. It's a, it's a sense of control, really. Like touchdown. I've watched more basketball in these last, I don't know, three or four days than I have all year. It's amazing. Same here. I watched about a half an hour of basketball on Friday. Bastard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate sports. I, why? Oh. College basketball especially is fun. I, just, I can't get into it. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I don't. Hmm. I get why people don't like baseball. But stuff like basketball and hockey, I don't understand. I can't at least like that. Because hockey is just everybody's running around. They're skating. Everybody's moving. Basketball is the same way. You can see some a kid's leg get torn out of his... Or a kid's, you know, bone leg get torn out of his leg. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Oh, that was great. I saw... Do you, you guys remember that? No. It was a basketball player. He went to... You guys, you guys suck. No. <laughs> basketball player for Louisville, he... He jumped in the air to try to block a shot of another player, and when he came down, his leg uh, just like ripped out of place, and you just, his bone came out of his leg, was sticking out, and everything. It was oh, gross. That is hardcore. Watch, I saw it happen live. Where like they, the people on the re- the guys in the replay booth, they didn't know what had happened, so they ran it back in like super slow mo, and you just saw <laughs> at, like every single horrible point of that injury, and it was, it was. Uh, it was pretty nice. It was, it was quite the moment in sports, but well, um, cool. So let's see what's uh, what's going on in the movie news this uh, movie news this week. We've actually we've got a pretty big thing right off the top, Josh. Uh, the fifth installment of a beloved franchise. What's going on? Yeah, we're getting uh, new Indiana Jones. Yay. Woo! Why is that such a bad idea? Why? Why though? Because the story's been told. You don't need to do another one. Well, the thing is, once you make Indiana Jones 4, like, they could have just left it a trilogy. They should have. They should have. But they may, once you make 4, now you, you've got to do something else. You've got to do something with Harrison Ford and Spielberg just to, like, just to make it right, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Josh, you, what, what's your stance on Indiana Jones 5? Look, I love Spielberg. I love Harrison Ford. I don't give a crap about these movies. I, I I don't I don't care about these movies. They're they're fine. How enjoy. They just don't do anything for me. Have you? When, when was the last time you watched them? Like seven years ago. The last time you watched them? Probably. I don't Dude. remember. Like, no. here's I, the thing, I, Josh. Are you secretly a Nazi? Probably. Or mm. a Soviet? Because that's the only way you can't enjoy these films. At least I, I, it's not that I don't enjoy them. They're fine. I like like watching them. You gotta watch them again, though. If, you, like, if you're gonna call, if you're gonna call them out like that, it's not like, I'm not calling them out. I'm just like I, I like <laughs> you are. Them, like, like they just like they don't excite me like other people. I don't know. I just I watched them. I'm like that was that was fine. I guess they didn't oh. they didn't capture me. Wow, that's well, rip you, I guess. Honestly, 
Gosh. I'm sorry, I don't have a soul. It's Indiana have... Jones. It's like... Yeah, I don't... I don't... My the character just isn't interesting. How is he not interesting? He's awesome. He's Harrison Ford. He's, he's just... He's a doctor. Exactly. So... He's a college professor who moonlights as a total badass who That's runs around the world. That's me in like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like James Bond, kind of. I don't... I just... I don't... I know I'm in the vast minority. Like, the four people in the world minority but i don't i, I don't uh, know wow <laughs> so uh from my background at least i i think ray's lost ark is you know wonderful and fantastic it just i just rewatched it recently uh temple of doom is one of the worst movies i think i've ever seen just Jeez. i really do not like tell us how you really feel i don't know i don't know if i mentioned this on the cat pod before but the fact that we as a society give short round and that other lady a pass for being just the most annoying characters ever confuses me. Like I just I could barely even get to the end, let alone uh like the movie. So never cared I like, for it. I like I like Short Round. He's horrible. Doctor Jones Like oh come on. I wanted him to die. That's so racist. Much. You're That's, racist. I'm not. <laughs> yep, He's you are annoying. All right, fine. You, you just you you just Doctor did the most racist Jones. thing ever. Doctor Jones. Doctor Let's go. Who is this lady? I don't know. <laughs> lady only here because she humping director. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good joke. I good like reference. That. Good pull. Great reference. <laughs> Ten points. Um, uh, Last Crusade I think is amazing just because it's, you know, it, I think it's it's Indiana Jones at its best where it's like dealing with all these cool artifacts and like the religion stuff and then Sean Connery's there and Nazis. That's that's a perfect movie in my opinion. Uh, came into the Crystal Skull I saw in the theater when it first came out, and haven't seen it since. So, I don't remember it being that great, but, meh. I have as well. I see, I saw that movie twice in the theaters, not on purpose. Oh, boy. Um, I went once with my family. I, I, don't, I, I didn't know it was bad when I saw it. Because I was a I kid. Don't, I really don't think it is that as bad as people try to make it out to be, though. Because it's like... I, this may be shocking, but the movie did really, really well with critics. It's let's see, with Rod critics, Santos. yeah, that's like a seventy something. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's one of those rare occasions where critics like seventy eight percent, audience scores fifty four percent liked it. So it's it's weird, but I I will go back and revisit at some point. But I always remember enjoying that movie. So I'm as long as George Lucas stays the hell away, then I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. Cody, what about you? I you know how I feel about it. Yeah. I I don't think this movie needs to be made. I hope it doesn't get made, but whatever. Here, here's my thing about that. Harrison Ford is getting really old. And as much as we don't want to think about it, he's going to die soon. Yeah. Well, if if Kirk no, Douglas can stick around at like 99 years old, you know. <laughs> is he still acting? I don't know. He's probably he's probably senile. Like I don't even know who Kirk Douglas is. Um, Spartacus, Michael Douglas's dad. Oh, he's ninety nine years old. Um, yeah, yeah. Harrison's seventy three at the moment. How do we get, he just, I, I think, Star Wars should have been his last movie. Maybe that would have been cool. I don't know. I just, I think it's it's unnecessary unless they establish a new Indiana Jones. It's going to get kind of bad when they're in the middle of making a sequel. Mm. And it's all I mean, Paul Walker again. He seems like he's in pretty good health. I mean, he's in better health than pretty much anyone his age. Mick Jagger. He's not in good health. Mick Jagger? <laughs> Have you seen him? I'll send he you just, guys a video. He looks great. Happens not to be dead still. 
No, that you think you're thinking of Keith. Mick is still jumping around. Dancing. Don't they all like do hard drugs though? Not anymore. Well, Keith still snorts cocaine and does and smokes oh, pot. Yeah, but, oh, that's fine. That's but fine. that's Keith. No, Mick is like a. I don't know, there's a whole story. He's straight edge. But you know the the way I see it, if Mick can do it, why can't Harrison? And in a in a world where he has stunt doubles and there's camera tricks and you know. I I'm I'm optimistic for it. I think it's gonna be at the very worst. It's gonna be pretty good, and I'm that's honestly good enough for me. Here's the thing: it has the same writer as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh boy! So I mean, I don't. Again, I don't. They all all the movies. I'm gonna sound like such a dick to people that love these movies when I say this. They all just kind of blend into one for me. Wow. Like they're all they're all just like it's they're all similar to me. Like I, don't, I can't tell one. It's not that like I can't tell one from the other. Well, I kind of can. I mean. I know which movies have which things in them, but it's just like they're all kind of the same basic stuff, mm. um, like quality-wise to me. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't really make or break it for me if he's writing it. But if you, someone who hated the fourth one, I can yet not being excited for this. So yeah, uh, yeah, David Kep, not the best writer in the world. I mean, he's got he's got Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, Carlito's he, Carlito's way is pretty good. Mission he Impossible. Was, he's hit and miss. Yes, but like, but then you got Spider Man and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, War of the Worlds. I don't think is that great. I think it's it's okay. Which Spider Man did he do? Uh, the first one. Spider Man. Spider Man. The actual first one or the yeah one? Okay. Yeah, 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 the first one. Okay. I'd be super psyched if he wrote Amazing Spider Man did this, but uh, yeah, oh, he, he's yeah, like like you said, he's hit and miss. He just kind of. You really never know with him, and it just seems Spielberg likes him and is his buddy, so they might he might be giving him the benefit of the doubt, and not be able to see that uh, there's probably other writers out there that could do this. And by other, I mean at least a thousand. But I'm just really surprised Steven Spielberg wants to make this movie. He, he wants to he, set it right. He wants him. He cares more about Indiana Jones and Han Solo. He's like he keeps wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty crazy. But I'm excited for it. It's uh, about what four year, three years away. So, who I guess we'll, 2019. Yeah, we'll be right along. We'll be along for the rise. This thing gets uh, gets made. It'll be what Spielberg's got BFG and then um, Ready Player One. Yeah. And then it looks I, like that it'll be Indies, Indiana Jones Five. I will say I am happy that this is kind of Spielberg's kind of going back to those blockbuster adventure type movies mm-hmm. that I love him for. He's coming back around. Like that's what he started to do. Like with yeah. Jaws, Close um, Encounters. And so this is kind of following that. So I'm happy to see him continue that. Hopefully he does more after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's kind of the one good thing. I mean, I'll see it. I'll definitely go see it. I don't hate Indiana Jones. It's just, it's just like a, it's like it would to me like they're, they're popcorn movies but not like the kind that I get really excited for. Just kind of like, yeah, that was a fun two hours. Oh, man. I won't remember it tomorrow, but that was fun. Why you gotta yeah. break my heart? Because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, well, that's... I hope you enjoy it then. I do too. All right, so let's move on. Uh, so we've got David Cap, Crystal Skull. And now let's talk about, uh, I guess, Harrison Ford again. So Han Solo, we got a, we got initial uh, contender list of you know short list even though it's pretty long, and um, looks like they've added a few. Uh, Alden Aaron Rick from Hail Caesar, Jack Rayner Transformers, and Taron Edgerton from uh, Eddie the Eagle, 
Kingsman. Kingsman. Why wouldn't you say Kingsman? I hit. It was the joke. That was the joke. Don't you? Don't you be that guy? I'm sorry. You don't like that movie, but yeah, it's, I just find it's it funny fine. that he made Eddie the Eagle. But that's just me. Um. So. Uh, so that means Jack O'Connell, and then Jack O'Connell, and Blake Jenner were added to the list. So it's just we're kind of. It sounds like that we're gonna get a final, um, final call relatively soon. Like Miles Teller mentioned that he's gonna be, or he he's already auditioned, and it, he made it seem like it was one of his first few auditions. So what do you guys think of this new, of this new crop? Well, like I mean, the all, the all the ones that we were hearing, these are probably the best ones that I've seen. Again, I'm not really gonna have too much enthusiasm until we have an actual front runner or they cast somebody mm. um but for i i'm going with taron Egerton just because i mean i he's the one i've seen more of and he's the one that i think is the best actor um even though i actually did like as uh hail caesar i didn't like i said i didn't like the movie but uh what's, what's his name al al something alden aaron alden, alden aaron rick uh he was one of the few things i actually kind of really loved in the movie um he was awesome in that movie um and he kind of resembles, I mean, they all sort of resemble a young Harrison Ford more. Le- Taron Egerton probably least resembles him, like, look-wise. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I mean, I didn't, Some a lot of people saying Jack Rayner is a good actor, too. I've only seen him in Transformers where he was horrible. Um, but then again, everybody's horrible in that movie, so. Cody, what about oh, you? Prime oh, is horrible in that movie. Yeah. No. Cody, of that of that oh. uh, new crop, what do you do you like? I uh, probably um, Alden. Yeah. Eldridge. I liked him. I thought he was good. Yeah, I I heard an interesting point the other day. So it's by no means my I'm not smart enough to think of this obviously, but um, somebody mentioned that it doesn't matter so much as how what they look like. Because somebody brought up the fact that they might try to do something that like Ryan Johnson did in Looper, where they make oh, they Joseph just... Gordon, yeah, through CGI they make Joseph Gordon Levin that movie tr- kind of look like Bruce Willis. I don't think they're gonna do that. I, wh- why not? Because it's not the same. They're not trying to make. They're not doing like a kind of make him resemble. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just I don't think they're gonna try that same type of thing. Because mm-hmm. it's not that type of movie. Like that okay. was kind of that was that. kind of that was kind of like the hook of that movie, right? And this isn't really trying to do that. It's just here's a new actor to play the role because hmm. it doesn't really matter what he looks like. So I mean, you don't have to do like go all the way, but maybe a couple of touch-ups I think could be could be nice. Maybe I mean maybe like I really just think he needs to, you know the way they you know do the makeup like the hair the you know the way they dress him. I mean that's really all they need to do. Mm. Um, and it really depends on the actor, like if they can pull off that kind of, cause if, if he can pull off kind of giving that Harrison Ford, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, a vibe acting wise, I, no one's going to care. Mm-hmm. At least I won't care. Some people will care, but yeah, just, I mean, Edgerton, the thing that has me kind of hesitant, cause he, I think he could be, he could do a really good job. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous because he's already attached to, he's obviously going to be doing Kingsman too. And he's got Robin Hood origins with, you know, so maybe he's unavailable, but I would imagine he dropped some of those things. So I, I, at this point, I think Aaron Rick would be, would be my personal choice for it. So yeah. you never know. 
see, it seems like we'll be finding out in the next few months. Is that what you get? You getting that feeling, Josh? Yeah, they're definitely casting him before. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> isn't there Star Wars celebration? I think this summer. We'll pro- maybe we'll find out there. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would think that's be that's probably going to be like Rogue One coming out experience. That's until July, so actually, never mind. Uh, hmm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Cool. So uh, let's move on. And we got another trailer this week. You want to talk about that, Josh? Yes, we did. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm the, so we got a trailer for this movie called Sausage Party. It is an R-rated animated movie from the brilliance that is Seth Rogen. I'm just going to say, this is the greatest trailer for a comedy that I've ever seen in my life. I I have watched it like a million times, <laughs> and it's still making me f- laugh so hard that my stomach hurts, and I love it. <sighs> Cody, did you see the trailer? I'm literally watching it right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I just, I love, I mean, I knew what this movie was going into the trailer. I knew there was like this R-rated comedy, kind of like poking fun at Toy Story or something, or stuff like I that. Had, I had no idea what it was. Oh, oh wow, really? Um, cool. Well, I, I, I heard about it a little bit, and I knew that, I kind of knew what to expect, but the twist of them going from like, oh, Toy Story, like, oh, we're going to go, I don't know what they do, like the, we're going to go have a home, or we're being bought, or whatever, <laughs> and then go to the woman eating those carrots it's like they're eating, eating children. children that's hysterical oh my god that's i i, I tr- i'm gonna try not to watch anything else because i yeah me neither as if this made the trailer i can't imagine what didn't because this these are like the easy jokes like oh they're eating you know they're eating baby carrots oh, like look stuff at that like cast that. oh my god yeah, yeah. The, the, the voice cast is one of the best ever assembled so seth yeah. rogan kristen wig jonah hill michael uh J- bill Hader, who is amazing uh, Michael Sarah, James Franco, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, oh, the best. Paul Rudd, Baby Girl, uh, <laughs> Nick Kroll, Edward Norton, Salma Hayek, uh, David Crumholtz. If you know him, he's kind of uh, he's a role player in a lot of stuff. But just these people, this it looks so freaking funny. August twelfth too, so it's gonna be a that's a good uh, a good release date. Well, yeah, it's just that's hysteric. They're eating children. Like, <laughs> the potato starts to get skinned alive. He's like just screaming. Uh, I, I uh, just hope that I I don't I hope the movie isn't just like meat based humor. So I hope there's a little bit more to it. But even if it is just clever meat humor for 83 minutes, I'll probably be pretty happy because that's oh, yeah. that that killed me the other day when I watched it. So Cody, what do you think? Oh, I love it. I'm so excited now. Oh, man. I love Seth Rogen and that whole cast. I liked everybody in that cast. Yeah, very yeah. much. We're just, gonna... and... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just like Joe and like Jonah Hill's delivery of that line, they're eating children. <laughs> just like it's not even the line, just the way he says it. That's great. Oh my god. Good voice actor. It's weird. Bill Hader is gonna go from inside out to this. It's animated. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that's I just realized that. That's really funny. I'll tell you, you guys you guys you gotta watch more more of his stuff. He's just he's a Bill talent. Hader? I like him, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he's the best part of SNL. Well, not anymore. Was the mm-hmm. best part of SNL. Yeah, he's going to be Steph- in the BFG, too. Stefan is the greatest character SNL has ever created. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Sausage Party. Shit. I cannot That's wait great. to see this. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, and if it if if it's and if it's poking fun at like Pixar and stuff like that, that's all the better because then you you're gonna get a lot of comedy from that. And what I'm most excited for is when parents start taking their kids to see it. Oh, thinking it's a kids movie. Yes, I'm so excited because it's the reactions to them are gonna be so funny. They're gonna get so offended and so hurt, Just and I'm gonna laugh so much. Make a PG-13 cut of Sausage Party. <laughs> I mean, I was just, this is a great, this is going to be a great year for comedy. Like, I, just from Deadpool to start the year off, and this is kind of coming a little bit later. I don't know what's going to sort of fill in the gaps because we find Seth, that as the years go on. But Seth Rogen has, I mean, he has two coming out this year with this and uh, Neighbors 2. Oh, right, right, right. So, and I, I think both are going to be fantastic because I love Neighbors. I, I, I love everything that he's done, like with um, Superbad. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And then, like, Pineapple Express and. Mm-hmm. neighbors and then i didn't see uh the, the christmas one yet i really want to oh the night before the night before that looks so funny a lot um, of really good time michael sheen is hilarious <laughs> yeah it's just like i love the stuff that him and his whole crew have been working on the last few years all the movies they've been putting out so i cannot wait to see this and anything else they put out so mm-hmm. they own the r-rated comedy market as far as i'm concerned yeah it's, i always i with comedy because comedy so like i think five years it kind of changes the yeah. sense of humor that's accepted so they're they're sort of getting close to the end even though seth rogan's been doing this for much longer than he logically should have like he's you know he's been when, when superbad come out 2007 yeah so it's been at least you know almost 10 years it'll be close to 10 years of him and his crew doing these kind of comedies so it's i, I i'm interested to see what comes next so uh but this is yeah, like you said, this looks this looks fantastic. Uh, so let's so also Josh David Ayer's got a new project and Outsider Suicide Squad. So can you fill us in? Yeah. So let me pull up exactly what it is. But it's uh, this is kind of so Netflix has been doing uh, original movies and also TV shows, but now they're starting to do movies. Um, and this is kind of seems like their first big movie they did a movie with adam sandler that nobody cares about um and this is their first kind of actual like almost kind of blockbuster territory movie um and it is called bright and it's going to star let me get this right uh will smith and joel edgerton and it's going to be it's being written by max landis um and again like you said uh david ayers directing it and it is a i uh let me see the description it is a fantasy that is being likened to David Ayer's End of Watch about an orc cop in this kind of Lord of the Rings type fantasy realm. And I don't think it's – I think it's supposed to be – the tone is more in that kind of taking itself seriously kind of thing. Hmm. So I don't know what – I don't know more – it's kind of multiple things that have my interest. But what do you guys think? Cody, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I have the idea behind it sounds really, really weird. I'm scared. Probably not gonna watch it. I don't. I, I don't ever watch uh, Netflix movies. I still need to watch. Um, what's that called? The Idris Elba one. Mm-hmm. This is a. This is like a TV show, right? I thought it was a movie. No, it's a movie. Oh, it is a movie. Yeah, this is a movie. Oh, I thought it was a TV show. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna go on a whole. I don't like TV shows, rant, but never mind. That looks. That sounds great. That's the really <laughs> first. No, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that's the first real big project, and it's it's fascinating to me that Will Smith is willing to do this. Like he's he seems like 
he's got his he's nose back. in the air a little bit sometimes. Like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm too good for this. Like, I I always get that kind of vibe from Will Smith, but now it seems like he's mellowing out and is just doing projects awesome. and well stuff after having likes. after having multiple failures and realizing that you know he isn't you know God. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe he's realizing I can be a team player, team player, and you know, maybe good things will come to me. So hopefully that's the case here. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm so like really, I'm really interested in this whole, cause I think this is kind of, we'll talk about this is kind of going into what we'll talk about next in the next uh, topic. But this is, I think this is going to be kind of the future, like of how movies are made. Um, like we're going to Netflix is in the game now and they've, they've said they're like, they're all about like, they're giving them the budget they need. And it's all about, you know, what the, what the viewers want, you know, cause it's not really about box office returns when they do right. Netflix movies. Um, so I'm just, I'm so fascinated to see how this and more movies work out. Um, to see we, for all I know, we could get, you know, movies in the star Wars world made through Netflix or Ooh, that's exciting because <laughs> because disney and marvel and uh, netflix have that deal and disney owns lucasfilm so maybe that could be a thing um and i mean maybe like you know they could have their own uh superhero franchise or they could do their own franchise of some other kind they could do anything they could do more indie style movies this just this this could op- just open up yeah, like a so damn burst just ah, it's that's pretty that's pretty crazy um, I don't know what this means for movies. This kind of goes into another conversation that we're about to have, but uh, you know, who knows? The possibilities are endless. So, well, this is definitely a big stepping stone, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, any idea when this is going to come out? Um, it starts shooting this fall. Oh wow! So, Very early. So, is, yeah. what's he out for? Suicide Squad or what? Hmm. Is he gonna still gonna do Suicide Squad two or? Is... Well, that's not that's not starting production until next year. Oh, okay, wow. So he's they, busy guy, David Ayer is. Yeah, he's gonna probably do this for all fall and then into the early part of next year, and then do post production, and then you know late in next summer he'll start Suicide Squad two, assuming that actually happens. Um. So yeah, it seems like he's got his next few things lined up. This could be big, but Orc Cop, like I don't get it. That's awesome. <laughs> that sounds cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like you know one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings just going back to the precincts or like, like why didn't like, you get a warrant <laughs> or something like that? These the Sixth Amendment. Like it's kind of just like imagine the Fourth like, Amendment. Actually, imagine just like and like he said, end of Watch and like World of Warcraft or Lord of the Rings, like just merging. Like what kind of like it's supposed to be like this gritty kind of thing so i don't know it just sounds so cool it sounds different so i'm excited doesn't really sound like it's up my alley but i'll def i mean if it's two hours long i'll give it a go definitely cool uh then tv show yeah maybe uh and the next big news is more philosophical i guess Uh so a couple yeah fancy oh well m night Shyamalan and brett ratner just came out against uh, this whole screening room thing, so. We know what to vote for. Yeah, geez. Uh, <laughs> so this idea was pitched by Sean Parker, of all people, the Napster guy that Justin Timberlake played in Social Network, to have a, a uh, to release movies for $50 at home 
instead of you know move like so you, instead of going to the theater you could buy you could pay fifty dollars and watch Batman v Superman at home. Uh, it's apparently non-pirated, like it, you can't pirate it or something. Yeah, don't know how that's possible. Some, but someone will find a way. We'll just but... yeah, exactly. We'll just assume that you can't pirate it for some reason. It would op- it would operate the same way the Netflix does, where it's like you can't really download the file or anyway, but someone will find a way to do it. So. Oh yeah, like Netflix stuff is always pirated, like yes, entirely like crazy. Um, but yeah. I don't. Um, so the the I guess the the clash is that a lot of some directors are coming out saying, "Oh, this is a great idea." Some are saying this is you know horrible. I'm leaning. I'm more leaning towards the side of no. I don't think this is the best idea because. The I the the alternative that I came up in my head was like okay so we were this episode was originally going to be about Midnight Special Jeff Nichols new movie isn't anywhere so I my first thought was okay so let do kind of day and date releases with smaller movies like that but then my concern is that Hollywood's just going to pump out you know the big blockbusters just, mm-hmm. and it then it's just going to be two hundred million dollar movies and then during Oscar season. Fifteen million dollar movies, and you just completely cut out the middle, uh, the middle ground, I guess. So, I don't. F- I feel like this. There's really no right answer to this, but there's gonna be like the, an answer to this. I feel like there's no way to know until it happens. Yeah, but there's yeah, movies have movies are already becoming more and more blockbuster heavy. Like, I don't think so. I think it's gone the the reverse. In in some cases, but I mean, just look just look at Deadpool, for instance. That's a you know, movies made seven hundred million dollars being released in February, and then we got Batman the next month, and you know, whatever the next month, and then Civil War, and it's just the yeah, but that's just that's what the that's what the crowd wants. I mean, it's just that's what the that's how the system works. It's you know, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Economics. Yeah. Uh, don't don't bring your fancy schmancy liberal arts <laughs> education in here. <laughs> Spits into a spittoon. Um. Okay, Cody, where do you where do you stand on this? Where are you throwing your football? Um. I don't know. I guess it could be a good idea. I think it. I would never take advantage of it. I don't think mm-hmm. because you really lose a big part if you're not watching it with an audience. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or but that also brings up the argument that the audience can also ruin your viewing of a movie. So maybe I don't that's know. A, maybe that's a bigger problem for some people because I've never really I've never really had that. No, like, first time I only had a bad audience once ever since I started seeing movies, and that was with The Witch, but. No, yeah. There was uh some factors there. <laughs> yeah. Josh, have you had a lot of bad theater experiences? Yeah. A really? lot. Like almost every other one. Hmm. Um Maryland sucks. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm all in favor of this. Mm. Because I I think the thing is I think this is just the first, I mean, it's Sean Parker who he revolutionized how music um the industry works. And I think this could be kind of him doing the same thing again with the movie industry. Um, so I think this is the first step into what I think is going to become years and years and years from now, what we're going to have kind of a closed loop system where everyone is all mo- movie theaters eventually are not going to exist. I think that's the reality. Um, not, not to say that like you can't go to a theater, like a theater house where they screen a movie. Um, that could, that could still be a thing where you go to like this community thing. It's an event, but I think the general, um, 
audiences, I think the we're all going to kind of it's going to be similar to how we all have that one device that we can stream Netflix from. Mm. Um, I think eventually we're all going to have a device um, or it could be just an app on all devices that, you know, is just me is just the screening room app or the software, whatever it is, um, where we are all subscribed to it. And that's how we get our new movies. Hmm. Um, I think that's what we're heading towards. Yeah, I don't know how far in the that. future that is, but I think that's what we're heading. As um, much as personally, I now go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that because like I said, I, I hate people. I hate people so much. Hmm. People ruining movie theater experiences for me. I've been in so many, um, just really obnoxious audience crowds where like when I went to see Creed, it was, it was just me and like two other families and they're just these bunch of obnoxious, like I get people get excited, but there's these people that are just like standing up like, yeah, I'm going to cheer. I'm going to cheer loudly <laughs> wow. in the movie while someone's watching. I'm just, and they're like yelling at the screen. I'm just like, shut up and watch <laughs> the movie. Like, or go watch it at home if you want to act like a friggin' idiot. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sorry, if, if you, if, if you're someone that does that, like, sorry, but that's just rude to me. Like, and there's Oh yeah, t- that, I totally agree with that. No, 100%. Like, right, uh, I'm then, gonna read, let me read the statement made by, I, I hate to do this, but, uh, James Cameron and Mar- and John Landau, they released a joint statement about it. I don't like James Cameron, but it's a good statement. Uh, so they said, both Jim and I, James Cameron, uh, remain committed to the sanctity of the experience. For us, from both a creative and financial standpoint, it is essential for movies to be offered exclusively in theaters for their initial release. We don't understand why the, f- why the industry would want to provide audiences an incentive to skip the best form to experience the art that we work so hard to create. To us, the in-theater experience is the wellspring that drives our entire business, regardless of what other platforms we eventually play on and should eventually play on. No one is against playing in the home, but there is a sequencing of events that leads to it. The in-theater communal experience is very special. And Christopher Nolan threw his weight behind it. Um, this, it this is really, this is like, <laughs> it's like Civil War. Like, <laughs> yeah. like American filmmaker Civil War, almost. Like it, You got, on one side, you got Spielberg, Abrams, Peter Jackson, Scorsese, and Ron Howard, and the other side you've got uh, Nolan, Cameron, uh, Brett Ratner, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I know that that side kind of looks a little bit yeah. lame, but <laughs> they, they are they are still filmmakers, so I do give them a little bit of respect or whatever. But I guess I there's nothing as funny as a comedy. Like even if a comedy's funny, it's a lot funnier when you see it with an audience. Or like if I if if I go to the theater to see Star Wars and there's no and there's a half full crowd on a Thursday night, what's where's the fun in that? Like I, I like to go to concerts and the best concerts are the one with the most people. So it's just we people get so secluded nowadays that they there's you know they I do it myself. They shut themselves off. So I I kind of like the movie theater to to stay the way it is. There, there should obviously be changes. Like, for instance, Midnight Special. If if you're under, if you're released in under like five cities, it should be there should be a VOD or just mm-hmm. day and date release for stuff like that. But I don't. I really don't want. I'd 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 probably go if I my weight if my vote counted. I'd go against this. I think. I get what you're saying, Josh, but it's just I don't. It's just it's so much. I think it would be just so much better 
for me at least I get, I get I love the theater experience when it's a good thing because I've had obviously like when I saw The Force Awakens I saw with a bunch of Star Wars fans really fun it was a big theater it was awesome but at the same time it's like you know there's also the fact that like going to the movies is expensive and I have to make for me when I'm at home the movie, my closest movie theater and it's the, even the one I work at it's 20 minutes away from me mm-hmm. so I have to drive 20 minutes I have to make my plans and most of the time I have to go by myself because scheduling with a bunch of friends to go see a movie is a hassle because everyone's always trying to find time to when can I go here or I don't I can't afford to go here tonight because you know whatever and it's just like I think it would be so much better for me for at least me and maybe a lot of other people to just hey hey you want to come over tonight we can all watch this movie sure I'll be over at seven click let's watch the movie like it's so much more convenient. I don't have to go anywhere. I pay the fifty bucks. Maybe my friends chip in. I mean, it would just be so much better. And you know, I have my, I have in, I have the, my nice home theater system. Everyone, people are getting these big screen TVs now. They have their surround sound setups. I mean, we're basically bringing the theater experience home with us. Not the exact same way, obviously. We're never going to be able to achieve that true, you know, you know, however big the screen is with the, you know huge surround sound in the you know stadium setup but we can kind of bring that kind of imitate that experience in our own home Mm -hmm. so to me it's just you know i'm perfectly content with just having that if i never get to go to the theater again i get that and that's good enough for me so that's just me yeah i'm I'm still i'm just still hung up on the fact that it's just gonna it's going to cut out the middle class, I guess, just, you know, if you look at it in kind of a political sense. It's just we're not we're going to get the big movies and we're going to get the small movies. But I'm just I'm worried about the ones that kind of get caught in the middle. Maybe Netflix picks those up will, if that's in that kind of a case. Because yeah, eh. it's not I, this isn't really going to ch- I don't think this is going to change the industry in that sense. Whereas oh, what it totally are, is. I don't think it will change that much of what gets made. And when it gets put out, I think it's just going to, you know, change the way it's distributed. Mm. Uh, I would just say, I, I don't think until a better idea is, and I think this, this is a good idea to start, but it still needs some work for me to, yeah, that's what I said. It's, and, it's, around it's it. like, this is, a, I think this is the first stepping stone, right? Something that I'm going to, that eventually is going to work that I am all for. So, okay. Well, that's interesting. So it's, I mean, this this conversation is a few years late, I think, but uh-huh. you know, the fact that release having it's kind of is good. So cool. All right, that'll do it for news this week. And uh, yeah, as as we said before, as I said before, our plans this week for were for Midnight Special, new Jeff Nichols movie, the guy who made Mud, but uh, it's not showing anywhere. So here we are, right before Man is, or before Dawn of Justice comes out. We're going to recap our top five favorite comic book movies. Now, these don't have to be superhero-themed. Just if it's been adapted from a comic book or a graphic novel, it's fair game. So with that said, uh, let's begin with you, Josh. Uh, let's, we're going to go uh, one each all around. So uh, you're number uh, five. All right. Um, grab it up right here. Um Hold on. Uh, actually, Cody, you start because I have to get mine because I do want to take a quick look at it before I give it. <laughs> My number five is the movie Snowpiercer. I think that movie's awesome. 
based on a Korean graphic novel. In case you were wondering how it fit in. There you go. Um, I just I think the story is amazing. It's just so well acted. I love it. It's a fun movie until it gets super dark. It, well, I, just, I enjoy it. No, that's that's one of the best. I think that's one of the most underrated twists I've ever seen in a movie. But, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember when I saw that. I saw it. In, I saw it in theaters. Haha. <laughs> down uh, at Cinemapolis in Ithaca, and we, my friend and I, went to see. We accidentally wrong, went to the wrong theater, and so you know, like, oh crap! So we went, hopped over to the next one, and the temperature change between the other theater and the theater playing, that was playing Snowpiercer was at least fifteen degrees. And I uh-huh. went and asked somebody. I was getting popcorn. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a little cold in Theater 5 or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, we did that on purpose. It's like, oh, you oh, that's awesome. You beautiful, beautiful people. Because the movie's it's set in like a post-apocalyptic It's like, uh, winter. yeah, it's whole uh, world froze over. I have to uh, amend something. It's based on a French graphic novel uh, uh, wow, directed by a South Korean man. Oh, okay. So I was half right. It's, yeah. Yeah, close enough. Uh, no, that's that's like a very modern kind of that's a that's a very American movie. I I don't know how. I, that, that's like that's the thing you see with uh, South Korea is they're they're becoming super Western. But how is like how is a Spielberg or somebody like that not gotten their hands on this? Because it's it's you start in the back of the train, you work your way up, and just fight your way there. Like that's it's amazing. It's so cool. It's I don't know. I don't know. I wish this movie was uh, more popular. Yeah. I feel like it got it's one of the most underrated not probably not underrated underappreciated mm-hmm. underseen yeah. movies it's on netflix so you know if somebody out there has netflix and you never seen it you should watch it you're in for a surprise because it's it's a very very fun movie uh all right i'll i'll go next so my number five is a little movie called v for vendetta oh boy yeah uh i really really like this movie it's I'm not going to say it's the last good thing the Wachowskis did because I think huh. I like Cloud Atlas quite a bit. Uh, but this is one of the most through and through just solid comic book movies. It's just there's not there's really nothing there's really in my from my point of view there's really nothing wrong with the movie. It's just mm-hmm. it's kind of perfect in its own twisted little way, I guess. And the character V is just I, I think he's underrated as one of the best comic book characters. I'd put him in my top five, personally. Maybe, like, three or four. But um, the movie, it just it really just doesn't stop. And it's, it's oh, yeah. really cool. It's got a lot to say. John Hurt plays a fantastic villain. He's just the best. He's one of my favorite actors. I love him. And it just... It, when you Whenever I watch this movie and I you know it ends, I just kind of feel complete, you know? Uh-huh. It's just like, the okay. The thing about that is... Um, that ending is different from the comic book. Yeah, I heard. Guy, have you ever... You didn't read it. No, you, I, I want to, though. I will. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the ending then. But the ending is so much... It's better in the comic book. It makes more sense for the themes they were trying to put up. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you read that. So yeah. Instead of saying what I was going to say. That's great. I love it, too. I forgot about it. That's why it's not on my list. It's... uh, I, I love movies that... Um, it, it actually it reminds me a lot of Batman. Come to think of it, 1989, when where you start off with your hero, who is this very kind of vague and mysterious person, and then along with the plot that's currently happening, there's another plot that while the movie goes forward, it also goes back and then kind of mm-hmm. catches up with itself towards the end. And I really, really like. I'm just realizing this now, making these connections. But I really, really like that way, that mode of storytelling because it's you know that's is the origin story without the origin story in a way. So. Um, 
I really, I think it's, I just think it's a fabulous movie, and I've, man, I just love watching it. Great Hugo action, Weaving too. Hugo in that movie. Oh, dude. What Kills a, it. Whew, what a performance. Tom Hardy's got nothing on him with giving a great performance with a mask on. <laughs> uh, cool. So, Josh, number, you're number five. Uh, my number five is Iron Man. Uh, the, f- the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, you're not talking about Iron Man 2? No. What about um, Iron Man 3? That's a great movie. Um, oh, God. Um, I forgot. We, I forgot he liked that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, John Favreau directed it. It brought pretty much brought Robert Downey Jr. back into existence. Um, aside from the uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Um, but this is it. Just this is just one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's almost it's near the top of my list of favorite of the whole MCU. It's one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies in general. I just, I love this movie. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is so good in it. He is perfect for this part. I don't think anyone could have played it as good as he did. Um, it just, it, it's so, it's a fresh, you know, origin story um, as, as you know, far as what we've seen on screen so far at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it has these great characters and a, I think a really underrated villain with um, the Iron Monger, Obadiah Stane. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish that he got. I do wish that he stuck over, stuck around longer, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I, the, the the reason I don't care for that movie as much as as he was, I just can't get past the fact that like the fact that he was a bad guy came out of nowhere. Like that was just kind of stupid that Tony oh, I, didn't realize it. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I don't think it really came out of nowhere. I thought it was really well. No, no, done. no. I'm saying for Tony, it did. He's like, oh, Madaya, you're a villain, or what? Like, I mean. It's just, I don't think it. I don't think that was out of nowhere. I thought it was pretty. Oh, oh it was out of nowhere, but I mean, I thought it worked. Mm, okay. Because I, mean, I, I mean, he was raised. I mean, Obadiah kind of raised him as a son. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't see that coming. Maybe Obadiah, Star Lord's father. Ooh. Ooh. Um. That'd be cool. But yeah. Um. This is just a really great movie. I think it's probably John Favreau's best movie. Um. Maybe not for long, my friend. Yeah. Jungle Book. We'll see. Um, I, th- I just, I love this movie. It's so much fun. The action's great. The flying scenes are some of the best that I've ever seen in my life from any movie. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, Tony Stark is fantastic. Uh, I actually like the relationship between him and Pepper and I barely ever like relationships in superhero movies because they <laughs> feel forced, but this mm-hmm. one really fits. The chemistry is great. Um, Terrence Howard's great. I still kind of wish he was, yeah. um, roadie but you know what can you do um if that movie was made like two years before how that would totally be cuba gooding jr in that role like how's that's the easiest slam dunk but yeah terrence howard's great yeah cool. yeah i love the movie it's awesome yeah all right uh cody you're number four captain america the winter soldier nice Tom. love this movie i was arguing with myself between putting that or the avengers on here i think you made the right call I like yeah, I like the Winter Soldier more than the Avengers. Same. It's so great. This whole movie it just it keeps me on edge. Mm-hmm. And you never know who the real bad guy is, and then everyone's running around and being scared. Mm-hmm. Gabe Burt's one of the greatest memes ever made. Oh, which one? Hail Hydra. Hydra. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> when I was working at the theater, I, I I kept saying that to people who went to see Age of Ultron. <laughs> like, six of them got it. They're like, what? It made me really sad. It's the Avengers. Yeah. 
my only problem with that movie is just the ending. I don't really like the destroy oh, the, the city and then no, one of my most hated like endings is when one of the characters is brainwashed or whatever and it's like you know it's me i'm right here remember like oh that. you don't like oh i like that and then they do i can't i know and they're like it's it's steve no i that kind of drives me a little bit crazy and it's just but uh, the first two thirds before that are just freaking wonderful it's a spy move it's a spy on the run yeah forever. that's mm-hmm. just right up my alley but that's what else do you like about it cody everything yeah like um, Red, Robert Redford, looking great. Oh, he's so good. That he's villain good. was amazing in that. And I like him because he's not like a he's not like a super villain. He's just a guy that's a Nazi. <laughs> so that's kind of a super like, villain. It, yeah, it goes like, back like to the roots. Yeah. It goes back to your roots of uh, filmmaking when all the bad guys are Nazis. I missed that. Yeah. Not that I was ever alive when. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was the big thing but we all are like <laughs> nazis are big, still pretty they're pretty out there oh man one of them's running for president so. Ooh. oh it's political now i didn't know you i didn't know you didn't like uh, hillary clinton that's, no, that's, that's <laughs> oh, strange. same same thing you know yeah pretty much <laughs> no that's, that's great a burn josh great a burn <laughs> savage yeah nice cool um yes i love this movie awesome might go and buy it now i don't own that yeah, me neither. I really got to change that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> my number four is an unconventional choice, but I'm sticking by it. And this is kind of a technicality, but if you need me to make the argument that it isn't, then I'm more than prepared to. My number four is Alien vs. Predator. It doesn't count. It yes, counts. It's based on a comic. Oh, it's not based on Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Alien and Predator both came in the movies. <laughs> But yeah, the, the movies, they, oh, whatever. The comic book series okay. Brought them together, so Fair I'm enough. counting it. And video I, games are better. First, the the comic did come first, so it does count. Exactly. Dumb. I'm gonna go home. Oh wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, we're not in the same room. That's crazy. Yeah. Breaking the illusion. Oh well. Fourth wall. Plot twist. Pull the pull the curtain back. You see the wizard. Uh, <laughs> no, I I freaking love it. Alien versus Predator. It's got nostalgia for me because it was the first. Uh, I don't even know if it's R-rated, but it was the first like scary movie I was able to see where my friend and I went to watch it, and we actually turned it off after 30 minutes to watch uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie because it got a little <laughs> bit too intense. But I went back and revisited it, and I love it. And it's it's really, it's it's a legitimate, if you can get past the whole, it's the ridiculous ridiculousness of the whole thing, it's a really fun time. And the, the lead character's... A, I hate the term, but she's a strong female character, and I feel like this that is underrated about the movie. And there's there's just this one scene, one of my favorite scenes, maybe ever. Um, she's talking with the predator, and he's sort of standing there, and you can see in the background there's an alien trying to sneak up on the predator. And you're thinking for a second, like, oh man, he doesn't notice. The thing's gonna just destroy him. And the predator, in one move with his blade, just turns around chops the alien's face off and the alien just kind of sits there for a second like it's, it's processing what happened then just dies <laughs> his face falls off it, it's, ah, i want to watch this movie again it's so i haven't good. seen this in so long it's i think it's really i've never seen it it's, you should watch it's a fun it. movie do i don't do, think do it's I need, a cinematic masterpiece do I, to, alien? do I need to like catch up with like the no, other alien no. movies takes okay. place before all of them yeah the, oh yeah like the the movie is set in like the arctic tundra in this 
under like underground ice cave. It's just it's like it's so freaking cool and so fun. It just and you get to see just these monsters fighting and there's some tension in there. That sounds cool. The se- and the sequel is even just crazier because the alien and predator oh, invade like this small town. And it's much much more of a horror movie, but it's just as for me it's just as enjoyable and yeah, I I like these more movies more than I should, but you know, <laughs> at the same time, I just love them so much. <laughs> but cool. Uh, so that's my number four. Josh, you're up. All right, my number four um, is just one of my favorite movies that has ever been made, and that is Kick Ass. Um, it's a Matthew Vaughn movie. It's the one that made me love him as a director. He's one of my favorite directors working today. Um, just everything about this movie. I think it's incredibly underrated. It did. I don't think it did that well box office wise. I might be wrong, um, but it's so fun. It's so it's really violent. It's really not that that makes it good or not, but just it works so well. Um, it has this really fun comic booky style, um, and it's just the characters. Like Hit Girl is amazing. Chloe Moretz put her on the map, steal her best role to date when she was eleven years old. Um, she's awesome in that movie. Um, and then Nicolas Cage as Big oh Daddy. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It That's... is absolutely incredible. He's amazing in this movie. Um, he might be my favorite part. Possible spoiler alert. Did he die in that movie? Yes. Ah, damn it. Kick-Ass <laughs> um, 3, zombie. That yeah, scene, he got burned alive. Oh. Yeah, that, that scene where they're watching the nanny cam footage. Yeah. And it segues into that. So that fight good. scene is so good. Oh my! And the music that's playing with it, and it's just like timed perfectly. It's just. I'm gonna watch it's it right so now. Good. Yeah, I watch <laughs> it all the time. It's I love this movie so much. Um, and then you have um Red Mist with um I can never remember his name. Uh, Christopher Mintz Platz. Christopher Mintz Platz. Um, there you go. he's he's like you'd think he would get annoying in a role like this, but he's like he's perfect for it. Like it's he's so funny, and he's like this kind of wannabe bad guy, but he sucks at it. Um, it's so funny and he's so, but he's also like kind of likable too. Um, but also not likable. It's, it works really well. Um, but then you have Aaron Taylor Johnson who has been hit and miss for me in a lot of things, but here I think he's awesome. I think he's, he really shines in this movie. Um, I think he plays that kind of awkward nerd kind of not sure of himself character that, and he has that little bit of development throughout the movie where he kind of, Mm -hmm. he finds his feet. Um, and just the whole thing, and it's very much a satire of the superhero genre, but at the same time, it's you know, it's really it does even take itself seriously without taking itself too seriously. Um, and it's just, it's I love this movie. I, it's it's fantastically well written. Um, it's just the action is some of the best I've ever seen in a superhero movie. Um, the the score by um, Henry Jackman and a couple other people that work with him is one of my favorites. Um, it's just, it's a really well done movie. My only problem is some of the CGI because it's a low budget. It's a little iffy, but that's the only thing I have wrong with it. I love this movie. So, hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the sequel? I really like the sequel. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people didn't, I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I have it and I've seen it a few times. So, um, I'm still ho- hoping for a kick-ass three, but if you don't get one, I'm not going to complain. So, hmm. Well, that's cool. Uh, fun fact: Brad Pitt produced that movie. Did he really? Yeah, through his uh, his whole Plan B banner, and uh, yeah, I, I'll have to revisit that one. I remember liking it when I first saw it, but um, yeah, the 
once again, the, the, that's a, that, that movie has a great setup. Like just the whole that first act is just wonderful. But that's good choice, Josh. Uh, Cody, you're number three. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was just watching that scene we were talking about. <laughs> um, my number three is Edge of Tomorrow, which is just phenomenal. It's that it, movie took me completely by surprise. Oh, I don't. I forgot that was a comic book. Yeah, I think that yep. one's Japanese. It's called All You Need Is Kill, and then they changed the title because yeah. they don't like cool things. So. And then they changed it again Yeah. <laughs> to a live die repeat. Which is better. Yeah, it's a better title, but they should have marketed it that way. Um, yeah, I just I love it. This whole movie's so great. Tom Cruise yes. is amazing in it. Emily. Oh, when you cut out there, what'd you say? She's BB. She's a BB. She's cute. Yeah, Emily Blunt. <laughs> Yeah, she's so good. Nice. Yeah. It's just the the premise of it, the climax of it, everything about this movie is so great. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to make a sequel to it. I don't think if they, they will. are. I don't think they will either, but it didn't do that. I don't think it did that well. Maybe it did. Um, yeah. Since the movie is called Live Die Repeat, instead of a sequel, not, why not just re-release it? That would like, be hilarious. In January or something <laughs> like that. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I would certainly get a lot of attention, and uh, you know, I don't know how expensive it is to um, re-release a movie, yeah. but why not? It and then you'll have people stick that, in January. And then you'll have people that have some people that have already seen it, and then new people that have seen it, and they'll be like, "Oh, have you seen this movie?" And be like, "No, what are you talking about?" And then they realize it's the same movie, and then they start mm-hmm. arguing about uh, what the title is. <laughs> so weird. No, I would do that. I would watch it. Ah, uh, we cool. Sweet. So uh, my number three, then, is a movie that I don't think we've talked about on the show uh, at all. But it's one. It's by one of my favorite directors, Sam Mendes. It's called Road to Perdition. Have any of you guys seen this? No, but I've heard of it. It is, it is an excellent, excellent movie. It stars Tom Hanks, uh, Paul Newman, Daniel Craig, Jude Law, and some, I think the kid who plays Teen Wolf now, something like that. I don't know. He he plays like a little kid, but it's this. It's a mob movie. It's like a mob road revenge thriller kind of thing. And I just, it, it, I can't. I don't want to say too much without, because uh, I might give something away. Oh, Stanley Tucci's in this as well. Yeah, oh. I want to watch this. So it's it's really 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 good. It's 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 got a very nice story in it. It's it's a role that I don't think Tom Hanks is really ever played before it's just it's very different it's a lot more subdued he's not that charming in the movie he's much more he's much more cold but also kind of real um, and Tom Hanks can can't not be charming that doesn't work you gotta watch the movie man his in the in the comic book his character's nickname is the angel of death so you tell me i mean it yeah, like i said it's by sam mendez right bef- right after american beauty and right before you know um skyfall inspector and stuff like that and i just I love this movie so much. For a time, it was like my favorite movie. I've come back a little bit just because there's a few narrative things that I don't care for as much, but it's still it's still like top 25, top 20 material, and I just I really really love it. Um, yeah, the ending will be you'll either love or hate the ending, so that's all I'll say. Oh boy. All right, cool. So Josh, you're number three. All right, uh, my number three is. Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, not the Amazing <laughs> shit. The Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. God, I... No. The, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2 is, is your is the best movie ever that's, made. That's a tragedy 
that we will never speak of again. Um, Spider Man, too. Amazing Spider Man, too. I bet we will talk about it again, just so you know. Well, what, do you, what else is in my number one? Like, <laughs> um, what do you guys but, think it was going to be? Like, <laughs> I have um, a feeling we all have the same number one. Yeah. We Josh, all do. All right, sorry, Josh. Um, go ahead. But Spider Man 2, directed by Sam Raimi, 2004, the sequel to a great Spider Man movie. Um, and it's got Tommy McGuire, Kristen Dunst, James Franco. And I, this movie is the closest that we've gotten to a perfect Spider Man movie in my eyes. Um, everything for the most, it's, it's definitely dated a little bit. Um, some of the effects don't hold up quite as well. Um, some of the, the writing is a bit older, you can tell. Um, but it's so, it just has both of the first two Sam Raimi movies and even some of the third one, even though that's, that's another story. Um, but the, the, this franchise just has so much heart and so much like, you can just feel all this passion behind the camera. And just the way they capture Spider-Man and that kind of how he deals with being Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Um, and I also, I really like the relationship between MJ and Peter. I know some people don't. Um, but the way he does it in this movie is just, it, it has that he doesn't be, he, you know, stops being Spider-Man. It has this really great story. It's about, you know, you know, him trying to, come to terms with who he really is it's just a really fantastic sequel one of my favorite sequels of all time um the action scenes are great the villain doc ock played by alfred molina is one of my favorite superhero villains at least in movies um and he's one of my favorite just villains in general um but um just everything about this movie the fin the big finale at the end i love it because it's not your conventional superhero finale it's not this big action showdown it's a bit it's like a big it's an action piece but it ends on a soft note and then the at the final shot i love it because the first one it's like oh here's the he's off to his next big adventure when he swings off but at the end of this movie it's just that focus on mary jane's face as she kind of like is kind of accepting this new life she has and it's kind of like this unsure things could go good things could go bad unsure ending and i love that because it's not your conventional thing um and just everything about it i just love the tone i love how much fun it is it has that really fun sense of humor but it also takes itself really seriously at times um just a lot of great themes it's just it, it's i love this movie it's amazing mm, nice uh cody what do you think about the amazing spider-man 2 <sighs> The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is one of the greatest films ever put to film. Yeah. What? One of the greatest stories ever put to film? <laughs> All guys, ten of them. <laughs> you guys are, you um, guys are killing me. Oh, my God. I, you know, I'm joking. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> 2, it, I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time, to tell you the truth. Um, I like Spider-Man 1 better, but I also like the Green Goblin as a villain better than Doc Ock. I think his That's gimmick fair. is kind of stupid. Mm. But that's just my opinion. If you like it, Josh, I don't. I'm sorry. Octopus or octopi, I guess. They have more than four arms. They have eight. Like nobody, come on. It's not Doc Doc. It's Doc, like, I don't know, Chernobyl survivor. <laughs> well, I guess he has six, counting his people arms. So. Yeah, but, and then you got his uh, people legs. That's eight. Well. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I like, the, that's, a, that's a really, that's a cool movie. I like my favorite scene, just like everybody else's. Oh, wow. Octopuses have six arms and two legs, scientifically. Damn. 
Way to go, guys. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite scene, well, yeah, science, along with everybody else's, is the train sequence. Yes. Just because I, I can't remember when we've ever seen that before. Like a hero and mask themselves and the whole, like, he, he doesn't look much older than my kid line. Just kind of, that, that always stuck out to me. Um, the problems I have with are just main Sam Raimi problems in those movies. They're just, the tones kind of, I don't care for that as much as some other people. I like it to be a little bit more, not not like serious or anything, but just not so silly. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Macy Gray in the first one is inexcusable. Like, <laughs> eh. If anything is dated in that movie, it's the Macy Gray. Like, is she dead? Probably. I, I haven't heard of her in a very long time. But who, but who has really? Uh, let's see. I'm sure she has. Oh, she looks like she's alive. Yeah. Well, good for her. Good. I don't know what if, if her career is alive too, but you oh, know. Oh no, it's so dead. But. <laughs> Oh, she's going to be on Ariana Grande's new album. Oh, oh good. I was so worried. Macy Gray's back, guys. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I like fun, fun movie. So mm-hmm. uh, That was your number three, right, Josh? Yeah. All right, Cody, number two. My number two is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Whoa. Nice. I wonder if either of you guys would bring that up. Why do you like it? It's just amazing. <laughs> it, everything about that movie is so good. Michael Sarah's not annoying in it. Um. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it. She's perfect. <laughs> oh boy, I love her. Um, Ramona Flowers. Uh, everything. It's just the whole the structure of that movie is so great. The special effects are good. The music in it is amazing. Brandon Ruth's scene in that. How do you say his name? Ralph. It Ralph. doesn't matter. He doesn't have a the, the base fight in that. Oh yes. yeah, so cool. And then when he loses because he drank a, no, what did he have? Gelato? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> what? Gelato's not vegan? <laughs> then the cops, <laughs> the vegan police is the best part of it. Yeah. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> Just, it's so good. The whole it's, movie is so great. It's got the most unique sense of humor I've ever exactly, seen. Exactly, and I'm so like, into it. Like, nothing, like... Maybe I'm forgetting something, but nothing's really that crude or just loud and crazy. It just lives in this world of just strangeness. Like the, the scene where that girl shows up to Scott's to Scott's house and he just like dives out the window and she kind of like sees him. He's not at home. Yeah. Uh, uh, the like at the end where he's learning to he has to best himself and he has to fight the Nega Scott. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. He has to fight the Nega Scott. Then they cut to them walking out just talking about getting coffee someday. But like <laughs> Scott uh, discovers the power of love. Like, <laughs> it's so, so it's so silly. I love that. That's great. I, it's a great I, pick. I want to yeah. watch that. I might go go out and buy that. Yeah. Too. It's, oh, it's so I think good. I have that on Steelbook. Oh nice. Uh and that that song that um uh what's her Allison not Allison Bree. Uh, Brie Larson. Well, that's kind of close enough. Uh, Brie Larson's band sings "Black Sheep" or whatever at that at that club. Uh, that's actually a really really good song. I listen to that. I have that on Spotify. It's pretty great. But um, cool. That's a yeah. That's a great pick, Cody. Uh, Josh. Or no, wait, my turn. I guess. Uh, my number two. We've talked about it to death, so I'll be brief here. Batman, 1989. It's nostalgic. Oh, you like that movie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I couldn't I tell. I do quite a bit. That's the one with uh, Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not Batman Returns, because that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. What but. about Academy Award winning Batman Forever? Academy Award nominated. nominated. Oh, it didn't win? No, it didn't win. That's too bad. 
But Lebeski didn't either, so good enough. It was the last no, time Lebeski lost <laughs> to Batman. It's no, it's, it's no Iron Man 3, but, you know. <sighs> it's way better than Iron Man 3. Yeah, I would argue that. Yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, Batman 1989, super nostalgic for me. It's just That's one of the first things I remember just loving uh, having to do with Batman. It's just, I'll, I'll always, even though there are a couple of little, 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 little things, mostly with the character of Batman, because he's, you know, ha- showing Batman as a mass murderer is still a risky decision. But, <laughs> uh, overall, I still, I really, really love the movie. And uh, Jack Nicholson especially is just hysterical. Like I said, watch them. Like I said in our episode on it, watch that movie with a dictionary app open or like Urban Dictionary or something like that. Because some of the stuff that he sneaks in there is just this town needs an enema. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with hair with a hair color so real, only your Undertaker will know for sure. <laughs> God, morbid but hysterical. So no surprises there. Josh, your number two. My number two is. Cody's number four, and that is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, I I love this. This is my favorite of all the Marvel movies. Um, I think it's it's a it's a spy thriller. Um, it's just it's fantastically well done. You have what I think is Marvel's best villain, the Winter Soldier. Um, oh, yes. Sebastian Stan does a f- fantastic job, um, which I never would have expected because he he was fine in the first movie, but he comes in this one. And he's incredible in this movie. Um, even though he doesn't really, he doesn't have that much dialogue, but he just, he does, he conveys a lot of kind of emotion and power with his, you know, his, uh, facial expressions. He didn't really have a chance to shine in the first movie, to be fair. He was kind of in the first scene and then he fell off that train. Yeah. And then he was Um, gone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love everything about this movie. This movie made me love the character of Captain America because I liked him at the time. And then this movie really, really caught my attention. Of how great of a character he is, um, and I really, really like Black Widow in this movie more so in, than in anything else. Um, and I like the kind of camaraderie between her and Steve. Um, they have a really good back and forth thing going. It's not a romance. It's like a, just like this really good. They're, they're friends. Yeah, they're friends. Um, and I like that they do that. And then they introduce the Falcon by played by Anthony Mackie, and I think he's really fun. And I can't wait to see him in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just this is a really great movie. Um, the again the just the the performances are great. The the action the action scenes the action scenes are the best oh, Marvel's God. ever done. Some of the best in any superhero movie in any action movie in general in the last few years. Yeah, that scene with Samuel Jackson in the SUV. Yes, that, it, that, it doesn't really make much sense, but like especially that, with what happens at the end of it. But ah, oh, fantastic. Oh, that bit on the highway. Yeah, yeah. It just it's so. Just, it's so intense. I was rewatching it a few weeks ago, and just that that chase, so good. Um, mm-hmm. And then the also the action scene later where they're all fight, where they uh, Bucky kind of reveals himself on the bridge. Bucky, so, Who? yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is Bucky? I was like that, like because I mean I knew when I saw the movie I knew the big I knew who it was, but it still kind of like hit me a little bit. I was like, whoa, that's like kind of crazy. Like kind of putting myself in the eyes of somebody who doesn't know already. So I think that I knew when I saw it. Yeah. Then again, to be fair, I didn't remember who Bucky was. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I'm so excited to see that the Russo brothers are kind of taking control over at Marvel. So, yeah. One of the probably the most maybe except for Ultron, I just because he's just. 
this thing. It's a little scary, but it, for me, he's like the most intimidating Marvel villain by far. Yeah, to me, he's definitely. Kinda, he's just this this hurricane. He's very much like Bane, I think. Like they're they're very they're very similar characters in my head. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. Loki's a more interesting character, but mm-hmm. I think Winter Soldier is a better villain. It's, yeah, exactly. I at this point, Loki's not even a villain anymore. Yeah, I think he is. I think because I, I, he's conflicted. He's in yeah. Uh, only by action, not by fan base. Everybody loves him as a character, not as a villain. Yeah. Like, I would rather him just team up with Thor in the next movie than... He already did. ...pretend to be a villain. Right. Again, for the third time. I know, didn't they did that in the second one, didn't he? A little bit. Yeah. But that it was all that was kind of all betrayal stuff. So, I have a question for the both of you that, you know, I just can't figure out for the life of me. Why is he called the Winter Soldier? Other than it sounds cool. Because he's Russian. But That's it. I'm but pretty sure he's Russian. That's the only reason. So the fact that it's cold sometimes is it's enough cold to name him? It's cold most of the time in Russia, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think, here, let's look it up. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds badass. So. Oh, yeah, totally. That's, that's what I was thinking. Like, cause not many villain names typically don't t- make too much sense, but that one is just very specific. Like, what is a winter soldier? Is it somebody fighting in the in the snow, or is it like, is it something I'm missing? Maybe I don't know. Reference I, to communism? Who knows? I think it's that one. Yeah. I hmm. mean, namely that big red star on his arm. Yeah. Like, or maybe it's like a nuclear winter reference. Ooh. That'd Whoa. Be cool. cool. Sick. Good name though. Good movie too. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so Cody, you're number one. I feel like uh, can we all speak- just do it at the same time? Yeah. No, because every time we do that, you guys screw it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just well, say it. big, huge, giant shocker, the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight. It's the Dark Knight. It's the Dark Knight. <laughs> like we spent a half hour talking about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, I, yeah, go I, watch I, the other. Go watch the other episode. We're done now. Yeah, pretty yep. much. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> But yeah it's just it's at the point where it's it, it's perfect it's it's more legend than it is an actual movie at this yeah, point it ba- it ba- it's barely a movie really it's the just, dark knight is an idea <laughs> it's a symbol that we don't have to, to, kill. to freaks like you um oh you do brian you really do and it's just it's endlessly watchable for me like i've i, I think i said in that episode i watched it um you know what was it eight or ten times since it came out and i've i've watched it once since so this is just it's just a movie that's always going to be in the rotation no matter what it's it's timeless the the technology in it isn't that it's not as it that advanced or old where it it kind of can fit anywhere almost mm-hmm. i mean granted radar is a little bit easier to do but i guess on that scale that they did in the, in the movie or sonar i guess it's like a bat yeah it's real like <laughs> I never got that before when he was like, like uh, a submarine and <laughs> Lucius was just being a dick. I like that. I, I just realized that. So like even 10 times you can see the movie and I still notice new little things. Um, well, what do you guys love about it? Everything. 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 The cinematography, the music, the acting. The Joker. The Joker. <laughs> Great Batman suit as well. I don't think we covered yeah. that. Actually, one thing we did not cover in that episode, I promise we did at the beginning, so this is a long payoff, but to this date, who is your favorite Batman? Uh, Christian Bale. Cody? As of right now, Christian Bale, but I have a feeling Ben Affleck might take that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm yeah. I'm Christian Bale too. Really? Uh, I thought you would have been Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, because Michael Keaton at the end of the day is short and kind of weird looking. So like he doesn't to me. <laughs> like bad a turkey with leukemia. A little bit. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's from Birdman. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense why I don't know that reference. Uh, but yeah, for me, Chris, Christian Bale just looks the most Batman e, and he's got the darker side to him. I mean, Michael Keaton looks like a librarian more than a superhero, which is kind of the point. But um, I, I still don't know if Ben Affleck's going to take it. I guess we'll find out pretty soon. But from every early review that's been going around, everyone's saying he's awesome. So yeah, I got some episode, isn't it? Oh yeah, yep. it is. Well, t- oh boy, I'm so excited. Five days away. Finally, jeez, it feels like this this movie's just been coming at like a snail's pace. Because uh, nothing else has been coming out. That's yeah, maybe, or we've just been getting barraged with that too. That's probably and, it, actually. Uh, yeah, that's tiresome. But uh, in the Dark Knight, the the Dark Freaking Knight. Like, what else is it gonna be? Sorry to be cliche, you guys. Yeah, uh, you should have saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, pretty much. What do you, if you have a favorite scene? What do you think it is? Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Oh Christ. Jesus. Um. I'm, you oh, go first, Mason. Do you have one? Uh, I do. I. Uh, it's probably the interrogation scene. Oh yeah. But there's a bunch of like little th- moments, not even not even not even scenes, but there's just like a lot, a lot of little moments, like the party, uh, the party scene. Of course, it's just this. You get to see everybody get physical, and then there's the just ah man, it's hard. But interrogation probably has most of the things that I like, and it's some great writing too, like that whole conversation. Oh, yeah. And the implications of it. So yeah, interrogation scene definitely. One way this ends. <laughs> Cody, any yeah, idea? Break your one rule. Um, oh, I don't know. Probably I like that. Like I like that. Um, interrogation scene, but like my favorite sequence mm-hmm. probably has to be the chase scene. Yeah, that's another one. That's that or there. the um, when he's zeroing in on the joker and he's taking out all the swat guys mm-hmm. fun fact that was actually that whole sequence was uh or at least the exteriors were filmed at it, the developing trump tower in chicago so oh damn it <laughs> get out of my life donald stop ruining the things i love but bono said he hates him so that's good enough for me uh josh it. what's your favorite dark night scene oh my god um you you've always pegged me as like a prologue guy yeah I don't know. I mean, there's so many, like the opening scene with the bank heist yeah. and the ending scene with the big, with uh, uh, Gordon's speech. Ah, oh, kills me every just, time. And then the Bet interrogation him. scene. And then, I mean, and then there's also the scene I love with him and Harvey Dent in the hospital. Oh, dude. And just, I'm a dog chasing cars. It's everything. Like, and then the scene where he, he first introduces himself to the mobsters. Uh, 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 just every scene in that movie like every not even every joker scene just every everything the the whole movie is my favorite scene you can just walk in here and threaten us yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and the one where he kills um the guy um where he fakes being in the dead body bag uh and then he gets up and kills that and every time he tells the story of yeah how he got the scars did you ever notice in that scene, there's like he, Joker's laying in this body bag, and there's these two thugs standing right next to him. When he comes out, he just stabs both of them in the chest and like throws them back and then grabs Gamble. I did not. 
yeah, watch it again because he literally just right in the chest cavity, like he stabbed him right in the heart, and then it was the it's the coolest like move. But um, I guess all right. So let me let's let me tighten the grip a little bit. What's your favorite scene that the Joker is not in? Oh, you son of a gun! I know. Sorry, because I've got one in mind. I'll start just to give you guys a second to think. Does uh, wait, can I go? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Go does ahead. that uh, SWAT scene count? Because he's uh, not technically in it. Well, okay, well, eh, but that's the scene of the... the so it can't be uh, directly caused by the Joker. Well, then there would be no scene in the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, a scene that is... That, uh, let me give you my example. This okay, might, yeah, go ahead. This might give you ideas, but I think one of my, my favorite non-Joker scene is right after Gordon dies, and all the cops go to his house, and his wife just... She knows... That she, you know, a policeman's wife is always waiting for that that mm-hmm. knock on the door of like your husband was shot, and just she's she's just hysterical. She's screaming and she's, "Are you out there? Are you out there?" And she sees Batman. You caught you brought this craziness on us. You did, and she's just crying. And Batman is just sitting on this like uh, on this like ha- on this railing, and he's just he lowers his head, and it's just that scene just kills me. But and it doesn't have to be seen it can be like a small like a just a couple minute moment or anything like that so either you guys have one mm. everything following after uh Rachel dies yeah i was just about I to like say that. that the the one the best shot in the entire movie where he's mm-hmm. looking at the coin right i love that part and then when he's just looking at his cowl like what the f- or what am i going to do yeah <sighs> that's josh me i don't i I can't pick <laughs> so much. I can't pick anything that I just independently like the most about this movie. Just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, so... You, technically, um, that that last sequence doesn't isn't connected to the Joker. That's sort of this the warehouse that. Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably go with that then. I guess. But hard hard to choose. So I'm glad we were able to bring a little bit of variety from our first Dark Knight discussion. So that's good. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's pretty solid list, you guys. So Dark Knight's still pretty great. Well, do you think this is ever going to be top for you guys? I mean, uh, it would have to be. I mean, it would have to be so like good. greatest movie. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like top ten, top fifteen. You're... So it would have to be. Your favorite movie will, is if if it would be beaten. Your favorite movie is yet to be made, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm almost. I'm the same way. It's no matter what, it's gonna be Batman. It's just whoever does it better. <laughs> yeah, like there's a certain Batman kind of. I still haven't seen my perfect Batman yet, so maybe we'll get that with Ben Affleck. You never know. I think but so. I this think is he, this is he, it's gonna be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's uh, that's our list, you guys. Congrats, we we made it we through. It. Yeah, we did it. We All made right. it. <laughs> Watching, reading, listening to. What have you guys been up to this week? Cody, we'll start with you. Watching, reading, listening to. Um, I'm on a rewatch of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned that last week. I think you did. I think you did a couple weeks ago. So. Um, well, I'm still doing that. But no, uh, where are you though? Season three. Is the musical episode in season three? Oh, I can't wait. I don't know, but I can't wait to watch it. Oh, that's a great I love episode. that episode. Um, I'm What's playing the, what? with the idea of starting House of Cards. Ooh. I really want to watch that. Would you suggest that, Mason? I know you watch it. Oh, season four? No, or just from the beginning. Ball. I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, from the beginning. Um, honestly, n- I'm, I'm, I'm kind of different. Like 
so I'm not, maybe not the best person to ask this, but it, it's dry. It's a little because it's just politics and it's politics talk. So once you get a certain degree of that, at least I found that I kind of got tired of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you space it out enough, then you could probably then I would suggest it. But um, yeah, it might be a little late, but eh. or do what I do and watch the first six or eight episodes, read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I only did that for season three, I should say. But uh, yeah, the season four, season four is probably the best one so far, I okay. think. So at least you have something to look forward to. But um, it it does get a little bit dry, and I kind of hope the next one's the last one, as you know, some people might disagree with me, but for me personally, I think we're there's if they want to make it more interesting, they're gonna have to make it silly, and I don't think it's I don't want it to do that. But uh, so yeah. I don't know if I swayed you one way or another, but I don't, I'm probably gonna watch it. Yeah, cool. But uh, <laughs> it's guy love. That's all it is. <laughs> He's mine. I'm his. There's nothing gay about it. Ah, oh, that's a, <laughs> probably my favorite Scrubs episode. Oh yeah. It's all happening in this woman's head who's got like cancer or whatever. Ah oh, man, great, great show, great show, good show, great show. Season the last season's just ugh. When you say the last season, do you count? Or do you say like the last season where Zach Braff is the star, or do you not? Or do you count the one after that? Uh, the one where like it's like a few years later, and there's a new medical school. Yeah, that sucked. That's awful. That's one of the worst things ever I've ever. You're seen. Probably still gonna watch it again, but yeah, the fin- that's probably what I mean. That's probably my favorite finale to a TV show, ever, or at least the pre-finale, the first. No Breaking Bad, but. I know, maybe maybe that might change, but for me, for my money's worth, I've always liked that one. Uh, Josh, what about you? Watching, reading, listening to? Um, I am in the process of watching Daredevil season two. Oh, how is it? Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I, I I need to see a few more. I'm on episode. I just watched episode seven before we started. I'm going to finish probably the rest of the season tonight. Um, but well, this, I think it's so far. I don't know if I can say it's better than season one yet because I love season one so much. But the Punisher, this is one of the best characters that Marvel has ever created. In fact, he might be my new favorite character out of the entire cinematic universe. Really? John, John Bernthal as the Punisher is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, so just, I mean, just everything. I mean, it has this really great story, too. The story isn't like any, like anything special, but it's just it's really great. It keeps everything together. But just the, the way there, it's more this one. Is more. I think the first one was more about just you know developing like the crime and Hell's Kitchen story while introducing you know obviously Wilson Fisk and developing the Daredevil character. Whereas this one is really about you know um, Matthew Murdock and the team and you know the Punisher's story and Elektra's story and Elektra's awesome too. Um, and just it's more character driven. Um, it's a lot more. I think it has a lot more emotional stuff going on. And it's just it's awesome. This this show is. Think, uh, I don't know. It's between this Daredevil and Captain America: The Winter Soldier are my two favorite Marvel things. I think this might be my new favorite thing that Marvel's done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I got to finish it, but this this is fantastic stuff. So, so you love Daredevil, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you aware that this means you're a devil worshiper and you're going to hell? Yep. Okay. Let's, let's I'm just uh, call you... up Black Phillip real quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna let this ram just kind of run into you for a few times. Actually, I... fun fact: before before this episode, I was I went to the a dairy near my house and they had a bunch of goats, like baby goats, and one of them was all black, <laughs> and it was terrifying. I was like, oh god, I know where this is going, and I just <laughs> left. <laughs> so can I tell you that I actually hate the character of the Punisher? Really? I can't stand him. Is it be, like comic all he person? does is kill guys? All I know. I don't. I mean, I have very little information on. Okay, him. you will. I think you're gonna like him in the show. Because All I know is he just he goes around and murders people indiscriminately. That's what I, I see. I know they deserve it most of the time, but he's still just killing guys, and then they give him the uh, title of superhero. I know he's an antihero or whatever, but still, some people the, the call way, him a superhero. And I'm like, why? The way they work it in the show, it's fantastic. Like people, there are a lot of people. It's very much the way people view Superman in uh, Batman vs Superman, whereas some people think he's a hero, some people think he's a criminal. Mm. So, but it's hard not to be a criminal when you your whole thing is killing guys. Yeah, (laughs) like that's that's the that's the line drawn between Punisher and Batman. So, I get what you're saying. Um, cool. So, I actually I have a little update from last week. I mentioned, uh, and then there and then there were none. It was a two part miniseries broadcast by lifetime uh but it was not lifetime produced i should say it was bb it was produced by the bbc for the I thought you were gonna say bb8 no bbc oh, cute. that'd be so cute if you made a little book <laughs> All right. um it was pro- it was produced by the bbc for the no, i think it was 85th anniversary or something like that and i know this is technically a tv show but the fact that it's three hours long and it's condensed into one story I'm going to say that it's my favorite movie of the year because it is. It's I, I, I count it as a movie. I've been going back and forth in my head. I, I've seen Wolf of Wall Street is three hours long, and Zodiac is pretty much three hours long. I've seen three-hour-long movies, so I'm, I'm kind of giving that. I'm lending it that credential, so it can be one of my favorites. And obviously I loved it. It's, it's much darker than... Any adaptation I think I've ever seen, it's they they just flashback sequences because the whole st- the whole crux of the story is these eight these ten people are brought to this island by somebody who and they've all they've all been accused of murder. Some of them admit to it, some of them don't, and you kind of you know the ones that don't you learn about what happened through character development and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's a really really cleverly it's a well it was a well written story to begin with, but this this adaptation just takes it to, you know, you know, on like the spinal tap, uh, amp box. It takes it to 11. Like it's just, it's really, really good. And it, it, it delves a little bit deeper. The acting's great. And there's a guy in this, in the show who I now am, I'm comfortable saying I want him to be the next James Bond because he's just got, he's got, if Daniel Craig leaves, of course, but He's got a lot of darkness to him, and he's he just knocked it out of the park with in the miniseries. So uh, let's see, what's his name? His name is hold on. Uh, his name is Aiden Turner. If you guys uh, want to look him up, but let's he's, do it. He's really he's he's something else. And he's young-ish, like he's I think he's like thirty-one or something like that. So but he's Irish. Yeah, and. The week UK is even going so far to report that he's in talks to be 007. So maybe, wow. who knows? Oh, he was in The Hobbit. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was like the not Thorn Oakenshield main character. 
Oh, that's right. He was that wasn't uh, Bilbo. Keely, I think his name is. Yeah, he oh. was Keely, the one that fell in love with the girl. Huh. What do you, so what do you guys think of him? As Bond. I like him as a hobbit. So so think he could be Bond? Yeah, I mean yeah. he's a good actor. I'd have to see more <laughs> of him, but I just I got excited and I've I really, really love that. I it's a movie. I'm it's a movie. Definitely a movie. I would I would highly recommend you guys check it out at some point. Like I said, it's three hours long, so if you want to cut it up, cut it in half, that's totally cool. But it's a fan, it's probably the best work of mystery fiction I think I've ever seen. So one of my new favorite things ever. So cool. Jam packed episode, you guys. We covered a lot of ground. And oh, yeah. and all leading up to next week. Chips are on the chips go on the table and uh, we finally get to see one of the I, one of the most hyped up movies of all time, I think. You could say the uh, the greatest gladiator gladiator match the world has ever seen. Possibly, but I'll tell you what. It's it's, it's in the history of the world, but you know. I do love oh, bringing whatever. people together. So. <laughs> do you? Love, I was gonna ask you. You did. I do love bringing people together. But do you want to pick a fight with this guy? You would not want to pick a fight with this guy based on his handshake. Definitely not. <laughs> Unwise decision. Because here's the joke. He's Batman, and it's Batman and Superman. So, like, if you shake Superman's hand, that's Superman. So he's obviously not a good person to pick a fight with. So I think it's funny. I I'm actually double featuring this next week. I'm going to go see Batman v Superman and then another highly anticipated sequel, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Uh, oh, God. The whole everybody's back. It's going to be it's gonna be huge. The 15 game, years after. The, yeah, 15 years after the first movie came out. We're finally getting a sequel to the movie that everybody's been asking for since they've just been working on it the whole time they've been just working on the script they got to get it perfect God. the movie cost five do million. we have enough racist greek things in here yet <laughs> how many times is the word opa in here tom hanks opa. produced that movie just so you know did he really fucking yeah. tom hanks? budget five million dollars box office 368 jeez in 2002 damn wow but anyways, uh, Batman v Superman coming next week. We'll have a pretty early episode for you guys. Spoilers and all, it'll be a big discussion. I can't wait to see this movie. It's just, it's time to just sit down and watch this bad boy. See what, see what it's all about. But you guys are excited? Finally, it's like a chore at this point. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Got any any special plans for you? you got doing like an IMAX or you're just gonna go see the movie? I'm 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 gonna walk in the theater and I'm gonna sit down and watch the movie. Yeah. If I can find an IMAX theater in Binghamton, I'm probably gonna go oh. see an IMAX. But solid. I'd like to. I'd like to. You know, purchase it through screening room, but that's not an option. Oh, get out! Get out! Stop! <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, that's a movie that needs to be experienced with an audience. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you. When I saw Deadpool, people rooted and clapped and cheered for Civil War, and I've got the other people like every, the whole theater. And when ba- Batman v Superman played, people laughed at it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, I get, we'll, f- we'll find out all this next week. So until then, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Email us, RealFlixPodcast.gmail.com. Leave us a review. Might get a prize out of the whole deal. That should be fun. And uh, until next time, guys, take it easy. Bye-bye. Later.